<laughs> well, there's a little Cardi B for your day. Well, welcome back to the Corona Chronicles. Uh, just like Corona Chronicles. Uh, you know, I just have a lot of time during all of these quarantine days, so I kind of sit and just kind of talk to the mic, and whatever I feel like, you know, kind of talking about, I kind of just record and kind of put an episode together, so this will be another one of those additions to kind of series that I'm doing, so please make sure that you guys go and check those out, you know, just to kind of keep up with what I'm doing, what I'm talking about, uh, and, and kind of to just kind of keep up with you guys, I wanted to do a little check-in with you, so uh, if you have been doing anything exciting, anything fun, anything productive I'm trying to be productive uh, but if you've been doing anything like that just go ahead and drop it in the comments drop it in the DMs uh, maybe you can get a shout out I love all of the interaction that I get on social media uh, from the listeners from you guys when I post questionnaires or voting polls and things like that uh, so make sure you keep that up uh, you know I'm always paying attention to that kind of stuff but you know the question right now is what have you been doing kind of self-reflection has been a big thing that has been going on with the corona you know there's a lot to talk about there's a lot to think about so just want to do a little check-in so take the time to kind of think about what you've been doing and i'll kind of share what i've been doing and what we're going to get into today tell you what what quarantine day it was i have no idea i think we're on week four going on week four this is week three i don't know it really has been a long time i feel like march went by super slow but i feel like april's going by super fast this episode's coming out on april 10th and that i feel like that just flew by easter's this weekend so uh i'm going home for easter so hopefully that'll be fun um i've been home actually pretty much this whole time in quarantine um this is my first week really like staying in chicago so i've been trying to get out of the way home is detroit now so it hasn't been much better there yeah it's kind of well they live in the outskirts so it's it's kind of in between detroit and flint so it's kind of it has it's not as bad there but they have testing sites and like drive-through testing and stuff so all of my family also um, i'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to this all of my family they all are essential workers still like my mom she works for Starbucks and uh, out in Michigan, the Starbucks, if they have a drive through they're considered essential, so those are still open. So she's still kind of like managing her stores. My brother, he is a CNA at a like temporary old people home, like when old folks have surgery and stuff and they can't immediately go home. So they need like, you know, a little bit of supervision until they, you know have a little more rehabilitation so he works there and um so obviously like that's essential making sure that you know the the elderly people that come in and out of there are staying safe and then my dad does maintenance at the hospital uh that is near our house in michigan so that is obviously also essential so they all work like all day long so most of the time when i'm at home i just kind of sit there by myself which is nice It's, it's pretty much what i do here but at least there i have cable and i have tv they have on demand so it's nice um, I, don't have to, I don't have to buy groceries, which is also very nice. Um, <clears throat> so I look forward to going home. That'll be fun. And then, so, but, you know, this week I really have been trying to stay productive, not only with podcast stuff, but I have also used this time to kind of get back into my Spanish studies. So I have a degree in Spanish from the University of Alabama when I graduated. That was one of the degrees that I had. But I haven't really like been using it at all since I've been here, especially been a, being in quarantine. I haven't really, you know, in school I don't study Spanish anymore. I study, you know, 
public administration, so I don't, like, take classes that are fully in Spanish like I used to and stuff. So I definitely, I feel like I'm a lot rusty. Uh, I would try to speak it with you today, but I don't feel confident yet. <laughs> so one day I will, but uh, I've been really practicing, so if you ever actually are interested in, like, getting more resources to practice, uh, I definitely have a lot of them. Uh, I can share. So my friend Jerry, who I, who hasn't been on the podcast yet, but I think I'm sure one day will be, he has been trying to learn Spanish, and so him and I will practice sometimes. And so he found that Rosetta Stone is doing like a three-month free trial for uh, students, for people in school. So like that's an option if you want to kind of go brush up on your skills. Uh, I like Rosetta Stone because it lets you pick your, your what's it called, your proficiency level. And um, so it kind of like starts you from there. You kind of take a placement test and it'll kind of put you where you are. Like I hate things like Duolingo and stuff because you just have to start at the bottom and then kind of, I don't like Duolingo either because I don't feel like it teaches you a lot. It's like, I don't know, it's kind of hard to learn off your phone, you know, like learning on the computer already isn't the best, but like they have live tutors and you can kind of, it's a little more interactive than on your phone. So I like Rosetta Stone. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts in Spanish. I listen to a lot of like both news podcasts and kind of just like culture lifestyle podcasts. So kind of the same stuff that I listen to in English and try to listen to in Spanish uh, just to kind of practice. I've been taking Spanish classes since I was in eighth grade, so I have a lot of practice with it. So like, don't feel bad if you just like turn on a podcast and you absolutely understand zero of what they're saying like I've been taking classes forever and <laughs> sometimes I struggle to know what they're talking about so definitely don't feel bad but I definitely can put you in the right place if you ever want to know uh, follow a lot of Latinx things on Instagram too and so like a lot of those things like I follow a group called Paralike which is kind of like a BuzzFeed thing that one of my friends showed me uh, and they do a lot of videos and a lot of uh, different content that's in English and Spanish and it's very like millennial focus they're not super young so they're not they're definitely not gen z they're not like high schoolers uh, so it's interesting to see because they do interesting stuff with their cultures and everything like that so it's really cool um so i in order to kind of practice and keep myself relevant with spanish so just kind of side note i did all of my research for the episode that i'm going to talk about today in spanish so from cnn espanol and from bbc mundo um so just kind of to keep it interesting I don't know I do it for me to kind of stretch my brain a little bit kind of do challenges so um but just yeah just kind of little tips and tricks that I do to keep keep myself focused and I know a lot of people that are trying to learn another language or learn one or want to like brush up on one so those are just kind of some tips to kind of keep doing that we have a, a particularly difficult problem of an exacerbation of a health disparity we've known literally forever that diseases like diabetes, hypertension, obesity, and asthma are disproportionately afflicting the minority populations, particularly the African-Americans. Unfortunately, when you look at the predisposing conditions that lead to a bad outcome with coronavirus, the things that get people into ICUs that require intubation and often lead to death, they are just those very comorbidities that are unfortunately disproportionately prevalent in the African-American population. So we're very concerned about that. It's very sad. It's nothing we can do about it right now except to try and give them the best possible care to avoid those complications. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
So, I mean, as most of you guys know this, but I'm in school to study public administration, but my concentration while I'm in school is healthcare management. And so studying that, it kind of really has been apparent how important kind of that research is, especially with what's going on right now. Uh, I'm not studying like public health necessarily or infectious disease or anything like that. Um, but just kind of the administration side of it, how hospitals work, uh, how all of the things function together, whether that be payment, delivery, insurance, third-party systems, how all of that kind of stuff kind of falls together. Uh, have been taking a lot of classes kind of specifically on that. And so it's really interesting to see how kind of in real world everything kind of works, especially in kind of crisis times and times that are kind of rare, but also very possible like right now. So it kind of shines light on how interesting or how not interesting, but how important that kind of research and stuff is. And so I just kind of wanted to talk about that and kind of talk about the importance of the healthcare system, healthcare like process, what that means. Uh, I am in no way like a doctor, so I'm not going to talk about like symptoms of corona, like I have no idea what any of that is. Uh, <laughs> so if you're, that's what you're here for, sorry to disappoint you. Um, but I do kind of want to just talk about why it's so important to have that access to healthcare, why it's so important to have um, the resources available in times like this, but also just kind of in times of, even when it's not super busy, just always having a preparedness plan uh, and always kind of being ready. You know, you kind of have those plans for your household, your budget, you, you know, you kind of think about it like that. Now it's kind of a great opportunity to kind of think about it in terms of broad scale public health, public sector, kind of wide scale resources for uh, people. It's really interesting. So what I have written down, uh, the majority of my research that we do actually in school, uh, and I've also mentioned this before, I go to a social justice school, which kind of tailors all of their academic work, all of their research, all of their publications to bettering social justice and furthering that process. And so with that, we the, a lot of the research that we do actually in school is kind of all about healthcare access. Who has access to healthcare? What are kind of the barriers to healthcare? What are the things that the system has in place that hurt certain people that kind of help certain people? What are the types of things in our system that could be better, that could allow um, larger access, easier access to people that don't have money, that don't have jobs that provide it? So we kind of learn a lot about that. And one thing that we've always kind of talked about is healthcare being tied to employment, which is something that's huge right now. Cities all over the country, you know, the country itself, have been seeing record number of people applying for unemployment benefits. And, you know, it kind of brings into a larger question about, in times like this, those social nets that people talk about are such a bad thing. Those social nets that people talk about that are so abused and so unnecessary. You know, nine times out of ten, now is kind of one of those moments that I feel like a lot of people that kind of maybe say those types of things are really wishing that maybe we had invested more money and more resources into those types of things you know I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily think that those types of social nets are for times like this when things are kind of all over the place and you don't have control over it there's something that helps you I feel like a lot of people just think about the bad parts of it the, pe the parts that people abuse the parts that people you know try to take advantage of there's no system in our country that isn't taken advantage of in some way by someone you know what I mean anything from you think of the top businesses in the world that are paying billions of dollars for slowing your phones down or stealing your money or opening accounts without your information all of that kind of stuff is abuse of the process is abuse of the system so those things don't just happen and when you talk about medicare and medicaid and you know public health and transportation and things like that um so it kind of gets a bad light but i think it's in times like this where we see that it may get a bad light sometimes but we realize that it's really necessary of course anyone that's applying for 
uh, unemployment that's actually getting approved um, is grateful that they have that opportunity to even do that. And I feel like for so many people, a lot of times they think that people are just taking advantage of it. Oh, they sit on unemployment forever, but when you need it, you're going to be glad you have it. You know, it's like insurance, you know, it's like a safety net. You hope you never use your car insurance, but when you get into an accident, you're damn happy that you have it, you know? Um, so it's just like kind of that, it's kind of like equal to that. So I think now is kind of a great time to see kind of those equivalencies there and kind of how that works. Maybe question, is this something that we should be doing? One thing that I'm especially big on is asking why. What caused this? Why did this happen? How could this be better? Uh, and I think now is a really good opportunity to kind of shine light on, is that working? Is that a process that works? Is that something that's beneficial in times of, in bad times, in times of crises? So it's really important that we kind of ask those questions. Um, I love that I'm in school and I have kind of that opportunity to kind of just sit in discussion rooms and discussion boards and class and just talk about this kind of stuff. So that's really something that we've always talked about is how is healthcare being related to employment a good thing and a bad thing? Uh, we can talk about small businesses, talk about large corporations. So they all kind of share similarities and differences. So that is definitely one thing that is super important to kind of just keep in the back of your mind as you're going through this. Uh, I've seen a lot of things kind of on Instagram and on Facebook and on social media that I really agree with, that our world is never going to be the same after this. Um, some things are just going to be so different. And I actually read an article that I don't remember where, so I'm not going to try to guess. But I was talking about how this is going to be equivalent to like 9-11 in terms of impact. People talk about flying before 9-11, you know, flying in the 90s, and it was fairly easy, you know. You could go the same day to the airport and barely show your ID and get on a plane and fly. Now, since 9-11, that is not the case at all. Domestic travel is just as hard, if not harder, than international travel. Like, there's definitely a lot that you have to go through in order to hop on a plane. And I, so I feel like now this is kind of a time where after, after coronavirus, after 2020, some things, especially in our healthcare field, are never going to be the same. I feel like the way we sanitize things, the way we go about cleanliness, the way we go about making sure that we maintain safe spaces in terms of like healthcare places, is going to be forever different. I think also what is going to happen is the way we think about, just like I was talking about how to get healthcare, I think there's going to be more questions of what happens if you lose your job and don't have healthcare. A lot of these small businesses that are forced to close down because of the government, it's kind of like, okay, so I had to close, so like I'm not making money, but like technically I had to pay for your health insurance in some way, help you pay for your health insurance. How is that going to work? What assistance am I going to get? What assistance are you going to get? How are we going to get through this together? So I feel like that's another question that's going to be um, definitely talked about as well. Before we even get into like healthcare access part of it, um, I think that is going to be one, those are going to be some big questions in terms of like, where do we go from here? Um, so I do agree with the level of impact that the coronavirus is definitely going to have. Um, I definitely think that there are going to be things that we just always forever think about differently. You know, in 2001, everyone, where were you during 9-11? Where were you during when this happened? Where were you when this happened? I think this is going to be, where were you in 2020? Where were you when Corona happened? How old were you? In 20 years when you're talking to like little kids, I remember because I, I was young when 9-11 happened. Um, so I really don't, I don't remember all of it. I remember a lot of the stories my parents told me, and I, I know we were living in Louisiana at the time, and I remember like certain parts of it, but I also don't know if that's because like I've just heard the story so many times, or like if I actually remember. 
Um, but yeah, so I feel like this is going to be that thing in 10 years. Where like, where were you during 2020? Like, what were you doing? You know, especially kids like me, kids in college, kids in high school. We'll never forget this. Like, like being kicked out of school off campus, being like forced to move back home. Like so many people are just like in situations that are so not the norm. Uh, even me, like I was interviewing for a internship with an organization and they just informed us that they're suspending their internship program because of this because of the uncertainty they don't know and so it's like wow a lot of companies are kind of doing that I've been hearing that from other people too so it's like nothing's the same like it's just we'll always remember this time so it's really interesting to see where we're going to go from here with this you know but when you start to see real data you can modify that model and the real data are telling us that it is highly likely that we're having a definite positive effect by this mitigation things that we're doing, this physical separation. So I believe we are gonna see a downturn in that, and it looks more like the 60,000 than the 100 to 200,000. But having said that, we better be careful that we don't say, okay, we're doing so well, we could pull back. We still have to put our foot on the accelerator when it comes to the mitigation and the physical separation. So 72% of the total deaths here in Chicago were black people but they only make up 30% of the total population of the city. In the same article, it actually talks about Michigan and how it is also just as devastating. Uh, so it says in the state of Michigan, African-Americans make up 14% of the population, but have accumulated almost 33% of the total reported cases of COVID-19 and 41% of the total deaths. Um, that authorities are uh, reporting here uh, in this article. And so that, like, those kind of numbers are really just crazy to me. Uh, and so, you know, I don't know. I just think those are the kind of numbers and the kind of data that I was seeing that really made me interested in wanting to study healthcare administration. Because seeing those numbers, that's, that's, it's hard to look at data sometimes and not just kind of see the systematic issues in that. You know what I mean? Why, why, why is that happening? You know, going back to my question about why, why is that so common with so many things? You know, we look at other diseases too that affect black people so much worse than they affect other people. We, I was talking about diabetes last week, and that's one disease. Um, a chronic disease that affects black people at a disproportionate rate for several different reasons. You know, it has grown to be a part of genetics, but it also is the fact that black people don't have health care. They don't have preventative care. That's one thing that is super important and obviously the prevention of diabetes. So it's hard to have that knowledge of how to prevent something when you don't have the affordability to even get the information. So it's really kind of that kind of information that really showed me the importance of it and i was listening to another podcast that i'm also not going to quote because i just started listening to them i don't know if i just i listened to one episode so i don't want to say who they are but he was talking about why weren't we prepared for having the masks and the gloves and he said those things are simple he was like we should have always been prepared and there and he was talking about the kind of history of it when we've had other um epidemics of different diseases that have broken out you know he was like We've seen those, and those have happened in recent years. We should have known that, like, at some point, we could have had something that was going to top those. You know what I mean? You talk about bird flu, you talk about swine flu, um, H1N1. I think those are all different things. Hopefully, I didn't just name the same thing over and over again. Um, you talk about all of the SARS. I know that's different. You talk about all of those. 
Um, those are definitely things that we have seen in recent years that we could have been like, oh, Ebola, that's a, that was also recent. Um, that think, okay, maybe something at a broader scale could happen, you know, so maybe being prepared. And he equated it <laughs> to being in war. And he was like, um, so if someone invaded you and you didn't have enough guns to fight off the invasion, you, you still got invaded. That's still like detrimental to you. You're not going to sit here unprepared for war. Why are we sitting here unprepared for um, healthcare pandemics and epidemics that we know are possible that we have seen happen that experts are saying that is only a matter of time why are we not waiting for that we're investing all this money and making sure that we have enough guns to protect ourselves versus anything physical anything as in, in, in terms of a human invader why are we not thinking about invaders of different you know different strikes you know different types of obviously a virus isn't a person and also kind of they didn't talk about this on the show but it makes me think about like if they like god forbid another country wanted to like attack us with you know biohazardous type stuff like and we couldn't protect ourselves like is this a warning sign Should, like do i need to like keep mass around me at all times like someone drops some like i don't know some chemical bombs on us i'm kind of putting my like tinfoil hat on but like it could be uh, the conspiracy could be real you know like it could happen for sure but yeah no but seriously like talking about you know being prepared and having like a plan i think that's crazy that you know we are running out of things that are so important, you know, we're trying to like shift production in these different industries to make more mass when it's like, yeah, should we have been prepared? You know what I mean? Like, this is the really, like, I'm just, I don't know, you know, I'm really just starting to like even realize that some of these things were problems. Some of these things were even real. So it's like, should we be prepared? Like at first I was kind of like, no, it makes sense that we would run out. Like we didn't know about this, but I don't know. I think that dude makes a good point about, uh, about a war. He's like, if you get invaded and you don't have enough guns to fight the invasion like whose fault is that like who who's who are you gonna blame who are you gonna say failed so it's like why are we not doing that in this case so it's i think that's interesting uh, and it also just again shows you how much money that we are willing to put into defense into military spending into the military when it's things like this that are killing you know just as many people you know so it's just it's just interesting to see those and it just brings up different questions why are we doing that why don't we kind of make sure that we have those precautions in place who kind of is you know responsible for the lack of preparedness like do we look at the president do we look at these public health organizations do we look at global public health organizations because you know as trump loves to emphasize this is not this did not start in america this is not an american born illness so is that something that you know global organizations should take credit in and take fault in as well is it something that you know should just rely on the, it's, it's just a lot of questions and i feel like as you know, people that I always promote being engaged and I promote activism, I promote minorities knowing what's going on, knowing what is the reality of their community. These are the realities in your communities. You know, it's not just coronavirus. It's not just diabetes. It's the majority of healthcare issues on, on larger scales. It's HIV AIDS. It's different things that you see in these minority communities that are just devastated by them that is, not, you know, not put into not invested into so it just brings up those questions and i feel like now is you know while we all have all this time to sit here and think <laughs> now is a really good time to think about it seriously like all jokes aside you know in michigan 14 percent of the population covered 41 percent of the deaths like like take 14 percent of your paycheck and pay 41 percent of your bills like and just think about how how crazy that would be so think about those people like Think about how disproportionate that is. Think about how, like, it would be so unrealistic of you to only pay half of your bills with 14% of your paycheck. So think about that with people. <laughs>
I don't know. It just that's what that's what has been really on my mind. <laughs> that's why I really had to do these. I'm so happy I did these Corona Chronicles because it's really like I think about these things running my head, and I don't even know if that's a good like comparison or not. I'm sure one of my listeners will tell me. I get texts all the time from people that are like, "Yeah, this was interesting." Um, so I'm sure like if you have an opinion about that, like let me know um, if that even makes sense. But it's just crazy to me. And so you know, also like I started the episode talking a lot about Spanish, so it's not surprising that I also have. Um, did a lot of research also just about how coronavirus is affecting the Latin American world as well. Um, it definitely is not being nice to anybody, being easy on anybody. So they definitely have issues. Um, I was reading a article about a city in Ecuador that had, like, they were picking bodies up off of the ground, like, off the streets because it was so bad and that their homeless problem had been so big. And now it just kind of makes me, makes you kind of think, and I loved being an international studies major back in school along with Spanish because it really kind of shows you how similar a lot of these issues are, how common they are, how many countries kind of share the same issues, the same problems that America has. And so, you know, it's just like article after article after article about a country that's devastated and, you know, a country that is needing help. You know, it really is a global, you know, obviously it's a global issue, but it's easy for us to think about just the American side of it. So I challenge you to continue to think about this on a global perspective, on a global scale. I know you're home. A lot of you, if you're blessed enough to still be working, you're working from home or you're being as safe as you can going out to work. But those people, you know, that are around the world that don't have that same access to uh, to, to a salary, to, to a paycheck, to healthcare. Uh, it's not just an American issue, definitely a global issue. So definitely kind of what I wanted to talk about, but I'm not going to end on a sad note. So they are actually talking about hopefully we will be able to have some sort of summer and be able to travel, have summer vacations and stuff like that. Um, So I'm sure like most of you guys are right now, pretty much all you hear is coronavirus right now. So you have no choice but to kind of keep up with it. So hopefully you have heard that news as well. Um, And I do like, oh, I hope and I pray um, that we will have some sort of summer and I can like take a trip like I haven't gone anywhere exciting in a while. So I definitely want to do that. Oh, oh, wait, how I... I can't even record this today and not even mention how Bernie Sanders just dropped out of the presidential race. Sorry, okay, we were about to wrap up, but I just had to I had to talk about this for a second. So Bernie Sanders dropped, and you know us millennials were all really sad. Those um, the generation, Gen Zers, Gen Xers, gosh, I think it's Gen Z. Um, the people like younger than me, uh, you know, we're all kind of sad right now. But I do want to just kind of leave us on the note of unity. We kind of, kind of need to come together. I get that neither we're kind of put in that situation again of having to pick the best of the worst. But I, one, I want to say I predicted this from the beginning. When you asked me as soon as I found out that Biden was running, I said that it was going to be Trump and Biden as much as I didn't want to believe it. Um, but two, we're still in a situation where it's still important that you go out and vote. It's still important that you make your voice heard, um, if not now, more than ever. Um, because it's just making sure that you are participating, you're doing your part to make sure that your voice is heard, that you're getting your opinions out there. Um, saying that you don't have to do anything with politics and saying that it doesn't affect you is really wrong almost everything in your life is kind of governed by politics down to the entrance rates in your cars to the amounts that you pay for deductibles for your health insurance and premiums and all of that kind of stuff has to do with politics to your taxes when you just buy groceries 
has to do with politics. So it's important that you keep up with it. So please don't forget to register to vote. It's super important that you guys do that. Primaries are still happening. Um, I did also read that Bernie was going to stay on the ballot for primaries just to kind of, um, I don't really know why, but it was something to do with the DNC. Also, the committee, the convention has been moved from July to August, which is sad because I was actually trying to go. I was going to go. It's in Milwaukee. Um, and I'm in Chicago, so I was going to go in July, but it got moved to August. And so I'm assuming that means that we won't find out who, I, I mean, I guess we, that's dumb. We now know who the nominee is. So I guess we don't need to wait to find out. We know it's going to be Joe. So it's interesting to see. Now that it's on the two, it's interesting to see. And we're still waiting to see who his vice president is going to be. Um, everyone's saying that it's going to be Kamala. That is just so funny to me because Kamala and Joe are my two least favorite of the entire list of people. So it's funny that they're about to be on the ballot together, if that's true. So kind of funny how it all comes full circle. But I can't believe I was going to forget to mention that. But super important. So if you are keeping up with politics, that was a big deal today. So a lot of people are upset by it. But I do want to remind you not to be upset by it. Be empowered by it because it's not over yet your voice is still going to be heard so don't let that stop you from getting out there from voting from talking to your friends i'm going to hound all of the people in my life about voting so make sure you're on that list too thanks for listening we'll see you next time